cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on. Cutting to the Matrix on the 18th of March, 2009. For those who have just joined the show, your newcomers, look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website, where there's hundreds of hours of talks I've given in the past to listen to, where I try to fill in the big picture as, as the best of my ability. No one knows it all. No one. Of this system, the system that's been guiding our generations up to the present time, and I try to show you how it's done, the big players in the show, and how we're really herded towards a predestined area, a new type of civilization. It's called many things, but a new civilization is one of the popular terms, along with globalism and so on, to do with sustainability for the few. And really, it's based on a form of Darwinism, where they've decided that if you have a purpose to serve this new system, you may survive and you may have offspring eventually if it's allowed to serve the system. But they've decided that we're post-industrial, post-technological in most countries, even post-agricultural, can even feed ourselves independently, and therefore we're superfluous. Therefore we are useless eaters. And this creates brave new world of theirs will have a reduced population. It'll be all nice and tidy because you can't travel anywhere unless you have special permission and you're needed by a big international corporation to travel abroad. They've had all this in their sci-fi movies like Code 46 and so on. They show you in advance what kind of society it will be. And meanwhile, they have the free flow of capital and goods across borders because we're coming into a universal currency once they've crashed, completely crashed, all the present currencies of the world. Also look into Alan Watts Sentinel.eu for transcripts of these talks that I've given in the past, and they're printed in the various languages. You can print them up on your computer. They're written in the various languages of Europe. You can pass them around to your friends. Yesterday I was talking about how dicey it's becoming in so many grey areas today with legalities where you can actually be put away for life for passing DVDs to certain people. It makes you wonder, really, in a, in a sense, if you're mass marketing DVDs to do with any other topic, any topic, and judges and different people in courts got these DVDs, would it make any difference, or does it have to be on a particular topic? These are all great areas today, because if you just happen to post something off to a judge with no request to view or demand from that judge, how can you be arrested, like John Anthony Hill, and face possible life imprisonment and remember his court case is on in Dublin tomorrow 
Thursday and I've asked different people to attend. We'll see what happens just to cover the case and see how it goes. Because the last thing we can do these days, the, the, the least we can do these days is at least try and give people some encouragement and comfort that there's other people watching what happens to them when, when they're in the clutches of the great big universal global law system today. I've talked before about how no one or very few will stand up for you anymore. People won't even stand up for members of their own family. Everything's been destroyed. That was intentional. And now we're seeing the reasons for it all being put into effect. We'll be back with more after this break. I am Alan Watts, and we're cutting through the matrix and talking about the big system, the big system that runs the world and how they use geopolitics to plan way ahead in advance what they, where they want to take the world every 50 years, 100 years, 200 years even. They employ futurists, as they call them, and they run data through computers, vast batteries of computers all lined up together predicting every possible outcome that would be against them so they can take care of every possibility of anything getting in the way of their outcomes. That's how detailed the system is. And, of course, everything is reported in the mainstream media as though things were just happening by chance, day by day, and crises pop up and politicians rush to the rescue to fix it all. That's how it's presented to us. We're not supposed to know that big, powerful organizations, private organizations, run the world. And it's a strange dilemma, isn't it, that the Bilderbergers, the Royal Institute for International Affairs, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, and many other organizations, because of the branches in every country under different names. All of these organizations are privately owned, and yet they run the democracies. They run the democracies. They have huge lobbying groups. They have members in politics who've sworn allegiance to their societies. They own democracy. We're not supposed to know that. We have this nonsense that justice is blind, that everyone's treated fairly. What a joke. What a joke, isn't it? And I also gave yesterday a little link on my site after the show where Brzezinski gives a talk to the Royal Institute for International Affairs basically outlining the agenda for Obama's administration and talking about the far-reaching effects maybe 50 years down the road a generation from now or so. That's how confident these people are. Why are they so confident? Because they have the real power. They're called technocrats. That's what Professor Carroll quickly called them. They wield the true power. They're unhindered by public opinion. They're not responsible to the public for their actions. But they wield the real power. They are given incredible amounts of money to get the job done, whatever the job happens to be. They're given all the contacts 
and doors open in every country. They don't get held up at airports and they don't take out their shoelaces and hold up their pants or anything like that. They work like royalty. That's the real system. The biggest gang on the planet runs the world. Not for the people. And certainly not by the people. I've gone through the histories of some of these utopians, the ones who believe in the creation of a global utopian society. I've given you the background of some of them, like Bertrand Russell, Lord Bertrand Russell, the Huxleys, going back all the way to Sir Thomas Huxley, the pal of Charles Darwin. I've given you lots of quotes from their own books to do with the coming utopia, and they're all on board with exactly the same agendas to do with depopulation, sustainability, the rights of the intellectual scientific elite to rule the lives of the lessers. That's what we're seeing happening across the planet today. Government wants into everybody's house the different agencies to tell you what to do. In Britain, they're going around some of the areas in Britain. It will expand through the whole of Britain and actually checking your refrigerators and telling you how to store food and how to prepare it and all this kind of stuff. A foot in the door. That's what bills and laws are today. It's just a foot in the door. To acclimatize you to what's to come. We've had articles in mainstream media going along with this because the mainstream media is generally owned by boys in the Council on Foreign Relations and they're on, on board with the agenda. They've had articles to do with depopulation out there boldly in major newspapers. We also have the preparations for articles Articles can be prepared often in advance by giving you little snippets of things or putting out front organizations, many, many front organizations out there. In fact, most of the big organizations are all fronts because they're using the Soviet-type system to disguise themselves. But with all fronts, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's generally a duck, you see. And everyone's talked about the Zeitgeist movies and in the the second one they did there with the, the introduction by Krishnamurti. Krishnamurti, of course, was the, the theosophist who was raised by theosophists to become a kind of messiah advocating this new utopia. There are different schools of thought as to whether he actually left it all together or left it with some reservations and still went along with the agenda. It's up to you to decide. But what was evident in the second Zeitgeist movie which is up on the internet, I believe, was this, the fact that they avoided all talk about depopulation in this wonderful utopia. And in their animated segments with these wonderful modernized little cities, you don't see any crowds of people. You don't see <clears throat> a whole bunch of cars anywhere. There's always plenty of room on the roads. So they avoided carefully obvious things like, well, it's a very small city, really, a small population, truly. They didn't go into 
the sterilization programs that all the other ones are advocating openly now, again, in mainstream media. That was left untouched. Because to achieve that obvious zeitgeist utopia, you'd have to go through all of those policies. But a lot of people get fooled, as I say, with the fronts that come out. And when a big newspaper gives you a push for putting out a video, you know you've got backing in a higher realm than other people who are making little videos. This is from the New York Times, March 16th, 2009. They've seen the future and dislike the present. Two hours into Z-Day, the educational forum associated with the online movie Zeitgeist, Peter Joseph, the film's director and the evening's MC, stepped out from behind his lectern and walked forward earnestly on the stage. In his goatee, moustache and tireless in a bronze suit, Mr. Joseph had been lecturing for nearly 90 minutes on the unsustainability, always watch for the words, whether it's a Huxley or the Huxley's, the, the, the brothers Huxley, I'll do as well. Or <clears throat> if it's Mr. Rockefeller himself giving one of his many speeches on, on sustainability. When you see the same words in coming out the mouths of what you think are possibly your heroes, they're working for the same crew, CFR. <clears throat> 19 minutes on the unsustainable nature of the money-based economy now, I've said before, the whole idea of bringing us through this crisis and into economic depression is to bring out a new system where money is not the key. Russell said back in the 40s, 1940s, that eventually the governments would give you credits and issue them like, like a, a kind of ration card. So here they go. This is what all this is about, bringing a new, a new type of reward for your work for serving the world system. The nature of the money-based economy, and by the way, it's strange that this is coming out at the same time as the CFR are publishing books, just launched in fact, on the same thing. If it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it's a what? Planned obsolescence, corporate malfeasance, and piles of poisonous waste. See? It could be Rockefeller giving the same speech. It's time that we wake up, he intones, speaking solemnly through a wireless clip-on mic. The doomsday scenario, the big contraction might be happening right now. This is scary stuff, you see. Again, it's very CFR-ish. The system of monetary exchange is, in the face of advancing technology, completely obsolete. As I say, it coincides exactly with other authors in the CFR, on the CFR's own website, saying the same thing. What a coincidence hmm? what a coincidence this drew wild applause from the sold out crowd a patchwork of perhaps 900 people who paid $10 a head on Sunday night to sit in a packed auditorium at the borough of Manhattan Community College on Chambers Street near the West Side Highway Z-Day events were taking place from New England to New Zealand but this was the big one the marquee happening with the marquee names isn't it though there in the crowd was Jack Fresco, an industrial designer and the engineering guru of what people unironically called the movement. Mr. Fresco, an alpha 93-year-old, sat beside his partner, Roxanne Meadows, smiling self-effacingly. 
Mr. Joseph back on stage, waited patiently as some of the crowd still cheering refused to leave their, their, their feet and never sit down again. If the election of Barack Obama was supposed to denote the gradual demise of churlish corporate governance and usher in a new sustainable era of visionary change, here, this is straight out of the CFR. There was little sign of it at the second annual meeting of the World Geist, uh, Worldwide Zeitgeist Movement, which is organized, said, held 450 sister events in 70 countries around the globe. Now we'll be back with more on the books that have just been launched by the CFR on this topic after this break.
Stephen Hines' call for a revival of the political and economic thinking that underlay earlier great periods of globalization, thinking that it is increasingly under the threat by more recent ideas about what sovereignty means. So it's the whole kit and caboodle. Nationalism is bad. Sovereignty is bad. Globalism is good. The present way of earning money, spending it as you, as you wish, is bad too. And the new system will be better for everyone across the whole planet. Given to us, of course, by the big boys at the top, your banking friends, the ones who have been so kind to us up until now. This is always going to be their system, regardless of how it's disguised. But once again, private organizations, eh? they do give us our heroes, always. Now we've got uh, Daniel from California there on the line. Are you there, Daniel? Hello, Daniel. Oh, guess not. Bad connection, for sure. Me now? Okay, you're there. Is that Daniel? Yes. Yes, go ahead. Okay, in, uh, your, in some of your past shows that I've heard recently since Obama's been elected, I've heard you say that uh, Obama will issue martial law in his administration. Mm-hmm. Um, but but why, why make these predictions, you know? I, I'm not trying to call them predictions per se, but in, in other shows that I've heard, I've heard hours of your stuff and... You uh, talk about like let's let's you know you say let's not um, get our mind in, into predetermined thought. Like I, I don't well, know. Well, the, the difference between predetermined thought and reading their stuff. Now they want to bring in martial law. Yeah, yeah, and that's well. My, my point is I don't yeah. I don't mean to challenge you, Alan. Yeah. You know, but we have to ask ourselves these questions, right? Like that's mm-hmm. what our whole thought thought process has been up to this point. You know, yeah. God's going to take care of it and all this stuff. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it's time to stop thinking like this. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in, you know, character is faith. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love this country. I really do. But, unfortunately, I, I can't wait to see it fall because, you know, we need to fall off our bike to learn a lesson. I, I understand what you're saying because, I mean, I've talked to people from all over the world in all countries, countries, in fact, that used to stand together for each other. And you're right. Uh, everything has been – see, the war has been going on so long that people don't even know. Uh, what an older society was like. They've now become uh, selfish uh, uh, into themselves. Yeah. And and they won't stand for each other. And and that's exactly what Wells said at the beginning of the 1900s when the League of Nations was set up. He said, if we can destroy the family unit, he says there's no one to stand up for anyone else. And then, of course, that was followed by Russell, who said that create a form of hedonism where everyone is selfish. He says, then government can talk directly, demand directly what they want from you personally, and there's no one to stand up for you. That's happened. People now are, are just blitzed, and they're into themselves. I can, yeah. I can see that on TV every day, you know. Yes. And, yeah. um, but, you know, that, that's the thing. Like, um, when these things, when the monster comes home, yeah. when, the, when the monster comes back to us, you know, yeah. Um, we're we're going we're gonna to get to see the true face of America. And I, and I say, I tell people, you know, unfortunately, a lot of us are going to probably die. Yeah, so hold on, hold on, because it's an important topic. And we'll be back after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting to the Matrix and we were talking to Daniel from California who's got some good points to to raise. Uh, do you want to continue, Daniel? Yeah, I was just I was just wanted to say that, you know, when when these things happen, um when the when the crap really hits the fan, you know, we'll get to see the true face of America. Oh yeah. And, and we'll and you know, sad to say I'm a, I'm scared to to imagine what that could be because yeah. you know, but but we won't know until we hit that point. It's kind of like having the death of a loved one. You know, people can, when you experience the death of a loved one, mm-hmm. people can come to you all day and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, even though they never experienced themselves. That's right. You know, it's yeah. something you have to experience to know the pain of. That, that's true. You know, that's true. so it's, people are so, so we're, 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 we have to, I think it's something that we have to go through, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, but, you know, we need to fall off our bike because we've been spoon fed from the, from the 50s at least. We've yeah. had a generation of people who grew up with their motto, you know, like George Carlin said, "Give me that, it's mine." Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> you even know? that, even that culture, remember, was designed for the people uh, by Bernays and others at the top. You know. Yeah, you know that's why I say a character is fate. You know, when w- whatever's in America's head at the time of when this happens, yeah. you know, if they choose to see a, a man on a white horse with a sword, that's what they're going to see. But if they choose to see some, you know, those who don't believe that. Mm-hmm. who have a different, you know, ideology, you're going to see something totally different. They're going to see men behaving like men. Yes. You know, know. And, and unfortunately, that's, that's what I try to tell people. It's like, you know what, what you have in here, like Carl Jung said, what you have in your head is, can be your greatest enemy. Yes, yeah, definitely. And, and unfortunately, I, you know, this, this country's enemy is its own self, you know, mm-hmm. with, you know, uh, you know, stupid things we have on TV, yeah, you know, know, we have something called the Snuggie, you know, where, you know, it has, it's like a blanket with, with sleeves. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, and people wonder what's wrong with this country, you know. Well, people, the, the, people, the trouble is, again, it's such psychological warfare, it truly has been, that they actually admit that, they, you know, the, the boys in the, um, at the marketing companies in Madison Avenue gave the Americans their culture. They've been controlling it and changing it and directing it so you end up with where you are. It's been designed that way, and it's true. Um, with such sciences against you, uh, people have, have grown up with TV thinking that the characters on TV are more real than the people that they meet uh, every yeah, day. Yeah, there's such, there's such, there's many shades of gray between TV and reality now. It's like, yes. you know, yeah. it, it's hard to tell, you know, we're bombarded every day. Yes. You know, we don't know reality anymore. Kind, you know, only few people know it, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, you know. You also have, you also have um, Russell, too, who said to accomplish this great mission, we have to create hedonism, narcissism, selfishness. But and, it's just, and it's, just, and it's, it's just, just part of a new age, right? I mean, yes. That's, and, that's, and also a, a form of apathy as well. And, and that's what you feel. You're helpless amongst this sea of, of uh, crisis going on. It gives you an apathetic feeling. That was all designed to be put into place, and it's worked very well with the people. Yeah, I mean, um, I, t- I completely understand the, you know, now that I see it on, you know, uh, on many things around me, that the destruction of an old society and then bringing in a, a new one, you know, where everything must be toppled and things that were strange before are are normal. Yes. Are normalized, you know. Yes. I'm um, like, you know, you, you keep talking about the pedophilia, you know, where, you know, and and of course, uh, you see it in Brave New World where they're like, you know, did you have him? Did you have her? You know, since. Yeah. That's right. It's it's yeah. It's mission, it. it's mission accomplished, really, from from your <laughs> point of view. Yeah. So I mean, you know, 
there's there's this there's this movie I you should see it's it's pretty funny it's called Idiocracy. Mm-hmm. It's about um, it's about this it's about this futuristic society where everything's just it, you know has the usual you know uh, barcode. Yes. You're an outcast if you're but this this society this society is full of dimwits. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's full of dimwits. It's just like it, it's so funny. There's a scene in the in this movie where there's a, a uh, this guy's car is getting shot up. His own car is getting shot up, and he's like, "Yeah!" He's like cheering it on, kind of yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> "Yeah, it looks just like the TV." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. Right. Exactly. So, and then you know, within seconds, a, a crowd gathers, mm-hmm. and he's and and the, the only guy who has any sense is telling him, "Hey, that's your car." Yes. But he's not even listening. It's almost like it's kind of like a child when you place a child in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. Like when you tell them something, they don't even hear you. Yeah. They're kind of like they're just stuck on it. They don't even pay attention to you, you know. Yes, and it's true enough. We've had 40, 50 years of, of uh, shootouts with cops in the streets on television and cars getting blown up in every movie and the chases and all the rest of it, that that's supposed to be thrilling. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and it's funny because I'm kind of guilty of that myself. And it's funny because this movie is supposed to be like 500 years later. Yeah. But, you know, you see it, you can compare it to today, and, it, and, it, and it's, and it's kind of here in, in a sort of funny, comical way. Yes. And, and this movie, and it's funny because, like, I, I see stuff on TV, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. But then it, it makes, I think twice about it. Mm-hmm. I think twice about it, and I say, well, you know, I, I just watched this movie where these idiots were running around doing the same thing, and it made me question, you know. Yeah, what is you reality? I, mean, exactly. I don't even watch TV at all because it's too dangerous. Uh, you can't allow yourself to be sucked in and start to enjoy. When you start to enjoy something you're watching, you've just been suckered into downloading. They're putting something else in your mind. They're altering your perceptions. Yeah. It's, it's, it's scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but, it's uh, scary but true, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's, I don't know. Like I yeah. said, you know, unfortunately, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to witness a, a great tragedy in my country. But, you know... Yeah. It kind of needs to happen, I think, you know, and uh, a lot of us are probably going to die. I'm probably not going to make it, but, I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm doing my best to inform people. That's all you can do. That's it. That's all you can do. Well, thanks, thanks, Alan. Thanks for calling. Yeah. And there's Cody in Washington. Idiot Cody. Hey, good evening, Mr. Watt. How are you doing tonight? I'm hanging in. After ten minutes before the show, my computer crashed and my picture shrunk to four inches wide. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's unfortunate. Everything back to par already? Uh, just just about. But uh, I, mm. when I get in touch with certain peoples who are themselves being watched very closely, I tend to be hacked off awful quickly by the, the authorities. You, you know they're yeah. in there when your own <laughs> email uh, is two hours late in arriving and getting back to you. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of problems with emails being sent out and being received. I know sometimes my emails don't get through, and other people's emails to me don't get through. And mm-hmm. a lot of times they don't even get the mail or daemon response, which says that, or the delivery report, which yes. explains why they couldn't deliver it. And I think some of this, some of this has to do with the fact that a lot of these free email services are not maintaining their infrastructure. Uh, they're not... Uh, what, what it is, it. what it is with me is, is that the authorities are in my site, in my mailroom, and yeah. they, lock me, they lock me out sometimes for three hours at a time. Well, you know, I know some people that that same thing happens to, and it, I think a lot of it depends on, upon the degree of how much you talk about Zionism. I mean, for example, some of my friends who host their own radio shows, when they mention the fact that Forbes magazine said 7 out of 10 billionaires are, are Jews in the world, 
or when they mention the fact that the media in all Western countries solidly controlled by Jews, the kosher banking system solidly controlled by Jews, that's when you start to get the real heat. But if you mention more or less, you know, the Knights of Malta, the New World Order, Queen England, the Catholic Church, all of these organizations that don't really have power, they're not the ones who are in control of the overarching conspiracy, I notice you really don't have as many problems. That, that's right. Well, What's I think, your opinion? I, to be honest with you, I, I don't, with me personally, I, I get hacked just for talking to people who are charged with certain things. That's all it takes when high court judges are looking at you very closely uh, and you're dealing with them. Uh, you're going to be hacked by the big boys, regardless. Yeah. And, and that's, that's how it is. But I can email myself at times right back to me, and it'll take me two or three hours before it comes back to me. Yeah, well, that's that is the case. So, what what's your opinion? <clears throat> what's your opinion about the fact that uh, for the first time in in recent history, you find the whole world acknowledging that it is the problem starts with a J and it ends with a W? Uh, do you I, agree? I, would, I, I wouldn't your... say the whole problem is, is that at all. Uh, yeah. You cannot target a whole people because of a big club at the top of those people. Uh, yeah, it's like, target, it's like targeting everybody in Britain because the Queen and the royalty and all the hundreds of relatives and families are running the show. Uh, it's the same idea. Same in India. You look at the top of, of the Hindu society and there's the Brahmins, uh, stinking rich, uh, running yeah. the whole show again. It's every, every group has its top yeah. dynasties at the top running the whole show. So and me, it's, it's so be... easy just to blame everybody else for it. And again, most folk get confused with, with Israel and Judaism. There's a big difference. One's political. And the histories are up there as to, as to who came in, where they came in from, including the fact, and in fact written by the guy who was lieutenant governor for Palestine at the time, for Britain, that most of them who came in were hardline Marxists from Russia. And the reason that they left it was because it was not Marxist enough under the Soviet system. Yeah, but let, let's let's acknowledge one thing real quick. Like I'm Italian, but I'm not against all Italians when I criticize the mafia. It's just a select few people from the Italian community who organize, you know, crime organizations and stuff like that. Well, but still, the fact remains: the Cosa Nostra is solidly in the hands of Italians. Now, not to paint with a broad brush, but when you talk about the New World Order. It's so in the hands of Zionist Jews. That's a fact. And the quickest way for me to tell whether or not somebody's lying or telling the truth is to see what they say about that. Because people on the radio, you know, they know better. The average citizen, he doesn't know. Yeah, but listen, listen, listen. You also had, it was uh, Mazzini. Mazzini. Mussolini? Authorized, no, Mazzini, his name was. Yeah. But there was the, he took over from Albert Pike for World Masonry. And he's in the history books. He's, he published a lot of books himself to do with the, the great revolutionary society of the world. And uh, he, he was the one who authorized the creation of the mafia. He was the one who authorized it to start up as an arm of Freemasonry. You know, the active arm. Every society you have on this planet has its outside political spokesman in a group and they also have an active wing. And it's true, too, that Bene Brith has the same thing. Have you listened to the Benjamin Friedman speech? No. Oh, you, well, Benjamin Friedman was one of the former top... Listen, I, don't need a lecture, I don't need a lecture on, on the same thing. But the, the fact is, as I say, you have to go into your homework and see what they all, what they all belong to, because it's a common thread through all of them, including the Knights of Malta. 
pressure to go off here. Look, I, just throw me a bone here. Do your do your not acknowledge the fact that the Rothschilds are Jewish and they own the whole world? I mean, come on. As far as anybody knows, we're told they're Jewish. As far as anybody knows, if they really are, who knows? What they really are, who really knows? But one thing I do know, I haven't met one single Jewish person that's actually met them or been invited into their table, to bring to their table for dinner. There is much of an aristocracy, a royalty amongst, the, amongst themselves at the top as any other royal family. And in fact, that's what they did. You had royal dynasties running nations, giving them away as presents during weddings and so on. And the Rothschilds, I'm sure, have been down through history under different guises and different names and different times uh, as a sort of royal family of banking. Them and others, by the way, too. And they will sit at the top of any tree. They don't get color care what color that tree is and have a protection but thanks for calling and then we'll go on to Steve from Indiana, hey there Steve uh, I heard a loud noise am I on? yes oh, okay, yeah, that was kind of strange uh, I've got a question on uh, technotronics yes, I've been doing a lot of research and I'm trying to find some specific information on like uh uh, what they're like putting up, like frequency-wise, I believe you said like 10 megahertz or something. Could you like uh, maybe throw me a website where I can uh, find something? I will be putting a bunch on. Okay. There, and it's from official sources too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't... And uh, the frequency ranges and so on. Um, I do have photographs as well of some of the strangest towers going up that don't look like anything like the usual microwave towers. Right. They're putting them up in, in uh, urban areas. And uh, they've got their own transformer at the bottom. Uh, some have said this is part of the GWEN system, they're calling it. Mm. A ground wave something emergency network. When? Okay, um, that sounds familiar. Yes, but I do have photographs of the massive cables as they're building these things that go into the base of them. And these are huge, big, thick cables that must take an awful lot of uh, amperage. Yeah, so I spent a lot of time doing the internet lookups and I just could not find anything specific. I've got like wireless frequency counters I've used for a long time. You know, yes. you know ham radio stuff, and, and it really comes in handy. And then, and there's also stuff on on the harp. I mean, that was the one that really started it in the public realm after Brzezinski. Brzezinski, Brzezinski was the first one to mention it to the public in his own book. You know, uh, in a chapter entitled um, "The Technotronic Era," where he did say that a system would be used on the public of which they'd be completely unaware. Right. And it would help to control them. Before him in the 50s, uh, you find Bertrand Russell again, saying a system would be used on the public that would get them all their opinions uh, and they'd be completely oblivious of it. It's the same thing they're talking about, but Brzezinski actually called it technotronics. And remember, he was the big advisor to the, to the NSA, so he was right up there where it all is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, one other thing, it came up a little while ago on my homepage. Uh, I thought you'd find this entertaining. It, uh, it states that uh, we have set a record for the number of born people here in the, in the uh, U.S. than any other time in history of the country. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't know what to make of that because most people I know are just not having any kids. Yes. Yes, I know. So I'm know. trying to figure out if there's, uh, what are they trying to do right there by saying that? Uh, well, they always lie when they need to create. You see, it's amazing. It's true enough. If you saw the movie Wag the Dog. Okay, I haven't seen that one. It's an excellent movie because they showed you everything that would happen in the Bosnian conflict in a movie 
about a year before the conflict in Bosnia was even heard of. Okay. They showed you, and they, and they followed the movie in the real war. <laughs> but but that these experts in marketing and, and managing uh, uh, perception for politicians uh, were showing you how it all works on the TV screen. If it's on the TV screen, it's true. It doesn't matter what, it, what as long as it's on the television, it's true. That's how everyone's been conditioned. And their job, of course, was to make sure that only their version of things appeared on television, regardless of the lies involved. Um, that, that's happened. Uh, Brzezinski also touched on that topic. He said, uh, shortly the public will be unable to think or reason for themselves. They'll expect the media to do it for them. Right. So that's happened. That's happened. Yeah. Well, I would say that because I've spent probably 20 years trying to figure out why people are the way they are. And I, I grew up with radios. I just didn't watch TV. So, you know, I've always been trying to figure out why I'm so different compared to most people. Yes. Well, maybe because I wasn't influenced by the TV or something, I guess. Uh, it, 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 the, the influence of television on shaping your opinions in so many subtle ways you're not even conscious of right. it, it, is, is fantastic. It's a perfect tool because it, it literally puts you in an alpha stage to start with when you're watching it. That's why children have their jaws hanging open. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when you're in that stage, you're, you're literally suggestible to everything that, that you're being told. And when it's an authority figure, and we're trained that the newscasters are somehow authority figures, when they're staring right at you and telling you the story, you don't even, your sensor part of the brain is down. It goes right into your mind, and that's now your opinion. Okay, I'll, I'll let you go. I hear the music coming in. I'll talk to you okay. soon. All right. Thanks. I'll be back after these messages. by the World Bank, 
and all the biggies. And I'm going to put a link up for you to peruse at the end of the show. It says the GYP is a worldwide network of urban youth. They, did, they, they came up with the idea themselves, you see. This is what I really hate. You have these old, old men sitting in high places coming up with these schemes and running the cultures, music, fashion, everything, including your, your ideals. And youngsters are very idealistic. And these youngsters will never know that these old geezers that run the present system are simply you going to use them to bring in the same old geezer's new system. A worldwide network of urban youth partnering with local governments and organizations, international institutions, private sector, and each other, and the United Nations as well, of course, to improve the quality of urban life. The network, which currently spans 65 cities and five continents, promotes local action, city-to-city, initiatives and the sharing of ideas, solutions and experiences. The GYP has a core membership of two youth representatives from each participating city and their peer networks who work together to realize their common vision for the year 2020. That's vision 2020 for the United Nations, you know, when their population is drastically small. And we're all living with bare subsistence equally across the planet, except for our rulers, of course. But that's how they use the young. Once again, and these young will be young, idealistic fools. We've all been there. We've all been there. Never realizing that those who give us our ideals and our cultures are using us for a different end. Generally, our own demise. Sad, but true. But why would they miss this kind of opportunity? Bypass the elderly and bring in the new. Well, that's it for tonight, folks. So from Hamish and myself in Ontario, Canada, it's good night. I mean, your God or your gods go with you.